there, podcast listeners. Welcome to season two of Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm back. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as ever, even when I'm not here, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, and youth leader, Tom French. How you doing, Tom? I'm well, thank you, Chris. Did you like how it's season two now? Yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering if like we were going to be season two or if we'd just go on forever. Like, well, it is also a very special edition of the podcast, Tom. Not just because it's our season premiere, but also because it's a very special birthday edition of the podcast. Oh no, really? What birthday it's, is it? It's our thirteenth podcast birthday. Oh my goodness! Congratulations! Thirteen. We have a teenage yeah. podcast. Yeah, now things are going to get. Get a little bit, a little bit tricky here. Well, now the podcast can come to youth group, so I feel like can that's come really to youth good. group. It'll be lovely at youth group and uh, challenging at home. Well, that's fine. We're a youth group podcast, <laughs> not a homemaking podcast, so we're all good. Yeah. Can I tell you just my? This is not important, but this is mm-hmm. my considerations about uh, season two. Yeah. Is that on our podcast software we can actually designate what season we are. But if we go season two, then we it'll list us as season two, episode one. And so then when we say it's our thirteenth birthday, people are like, Yeah, but it's episode one. So I think I think in our minds we can be in season two, but according to the software, we're gonna be see we're gonna be season one forever. So we can just keep celebrating birthdays. Look, I feel like season two is more of a state of mind. Yeah. Um but but podcast birthdays are the heart of this podcast. So <laughs> we wouldn't want to abandon a very good joke for the sake of making our podcasts easy to find and hear in the order you want to. I'm fairly sure if we could measure audience retention that everyone would stop listening after we wish each other wish the podcast a happy birthday. They probably uh, just tune that's in just what for that. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we should save it to the end. <laughs> we could just people, give birthday updates in the last five minutes of our fifteen-minute podcast. We could call this Chris and Tom's birthday podcast. I mean, then they wouldn't even have to listen. They could just get the birthday content by reading the title. <laughs> so, so, Tom, usually this is the part of the youth group podcast where I ask you how youth group was last yeah. week. Yeah, but you didn't go. I did. No, I didn't. I did Why hang not? out. I hung out with a lot of teenagers, though. As I mentioned in the last episode, I've been away at a Soul Survivor conference in New South Wales. That was from Tuesday to Saturday, although I'd left on Friday so that I could leave a day early and go on holidays with my family. So anyway, yeah, spent four, five days, four days away with a bunch of teenagers. It was great. Cool. What were you speaking on? Uh, a stage. Like it was a little stage cool. that was built in front of this big stage. So nice. Yeah. And um, <laughs> unrelated question: What were you speaking about? Uh, the uh, theme of the uh, conference was the Helper, and that's uh, the Holy Spirit being the Helper. And so we, all the speakers, spoke about the Holy Spirit. And I, the two that I was speaking on, uh, I, was, I did the first night. Uh, and I spoke about how the Holy Spirit is a gift from Jesus, from John chapter 14 mainly, but it was kind of a bit of a topical kind of talk about the Holy Spirit. 
And then on the Friday night, uh, which was the second last night, it was, I was talking about the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and how the Holy Spirit helps us to become more like Jesus. Yeah. Cool. And did you have any big youth revelations while you were at Seoul? Um, yeah. Uh, well, actually, what was really interesting was like, so the Friday night was, um, was it like, well, often when I go to Seoul, my job is to do the talk where I ask people if they want to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I asked Matt, who's the director of Soul Survivor in Australia, and I asked, I was like, what, do you want me to do that talk this year? And he was like, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. And then he was it's like, no, I think I think it'll be better on, we'll do it on Saturday. So I was like, all right, no worries. And then uh, during the, the worship, Matt got this sense uh, from the Holy Spirit that it would be a good time to ask if anyone wanted to become a Christian. So before my talk and uh, after, during kind of during the worship, he just got up and said, you know, does anyone who's been hearing about Jesus this week want to become a Christian? He gave a quick kind of reiteration of what the gospel is and what you'd be committing to. And then he said, if you want to become a Christian, just come on down the front. And then like a bunch of kids just came down and became Christians, which was awesome, which was amazing. Um, and and then then there was a few other things because uh, Soul Survivor kind of fits into like the more charismatic land than uh, a lot of stuff, and so they kind of prayed for healing and for people to see the gifts of the Spirit. It wasn't like super super weird, but there was just a lot of ministry going on, a few tears mm-hmm. and stuff. And then it was my job to get up and preach after that, and it just it was just a really weird night. Like everyone like was just kind of emotionally spent but also in a really good mood because a bunch of good stuff had just happened. And so I did probably like one of the most chaotic talks of my of my recent history. Um, everyone seemed to have a good time and I got the, uh, got the message out there. Yeah. But I, I, I think my reflection was um, just for me, just how useful it is to have people around – uh, with different gifts and particularly gifts of discernment and hearing mm. from the spirit about what Jesus wants to be doing in any particular moment. Yeah. Cause like I go to events like that and, and, and we, we'll have, we'll have a discussion like, what do you think the ministry time is? And every now and then I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I think this is right. And I'm on the money. But most of the time I, did, I just don't get any sense that of what's happening. I just kind of stick with the plan and God works when I stick with the plan, but also there are people whose gift is just to be listening and they hear better than me about what God wants to be doing and they have the courage to be like, all right, we're just going to, we're not going to stick with the plan. We're going to see if anyone wants to become a Christian. And then it happens. It's great. Awesome. Um, yeah. Was so the talk recorded? I don't know. It could <laughs> might have been i'll ask him for it because i i like to get my talks partly because these days i'm not very good at actually writing my talks down and so when i wanted if i wanted if there's good stuff in there i don't know what i said and so it's useful so i'll ask them but last year's talks i asked for them and they weren't around even though they may have been recorded no mm. no one knew where they were oh. so well, even I, though I, they're, they're great at hearing from the spirit not always great at admin record. of talk recordings yeah well i just like i would love to because just hearing you speak about how um the talk 
Because usually, like, when people try and engineer this stuff, or maybe engineer is too cynical a word, but, like, when people are planning this stuff out, the idea is that you have the talk and then the talk kind of leads up to the kind of um, emotional slash um, spiritual, like, it kind of, the night reaches a peak at the end of the talk, Mm. and that's when you ask people if they want to, you know, come and follow Jesus. But um, so I was away at the kit conference over the weekend mm-hmm. and um, there was an evangelistic talk on the Saturday night and a bunch of people um, went up the back and gave their lives to Jesus and it was amazing. And then like while that was happening and then after that was happening, like we just sung like a bunch of songs back to back to back to back. And there was this sense of like, like, a, like everyone was like chanting for one more song when they were trying to wrap <laughs> it up. And like, I don't know, there, there was a part of me that's like, man, you could just keep going and see what happens. But also like hearing from you, it's like, well, your experience was it kind of did like, there was all of that stuff, and I was like, "Now let's have a talk. Let's get into the Bible." Like it just it it um I don't know. I come from a church tradition where the way you hear from the Spirit is by reading the Bible and interpreting it with your own brain, um, and yep. then say that God helped you. Um, and I am just like deeply fascinated by the charismatic world and I feel like I have a very charismatic heart in a not very charismatic denominational tradition. And I'm very grateful for my, my church tradition for a whole bunch of reasons. And I think, um, you know, I love that we're like the Bible people and all of that, but man, I hearing you talk about, um, your experience in like more of the kind of charismatic world, just makes me think again we have so much to learn from each other like our church traditions have so much to learn from each other and um it feels like our generation and the generation coming up cares a bit less about those Mm. old denominational lines than perhaps people have in the past i mean i know there's always people who are big fans of whichever denomination um (laughs) but it feels like maybe we're reaching a point in culture where some of those things are going to break down maybe just like because the internet exists and we can all hear from each other a bit more easily but i don't know maybe that i think some people are kind of scared of that but i am very excited by it i think it could be really fantastic for the church yeah and i feel like um like my time at soul like that's probably the most charismatic stuff that i do throughout the year but it's the learning from the soul survivor world how to how to like do ministry that's a bit more kind of open to what the spirit's doing that might not be exactly according to whatever we've put into our church planning sheets uh, or our youth group little sheety thing which i make every week to give to the leaders um yeah it's probably been one of the really big gifts of my time with them Mm. um and and has kind of definitely influenced particularly the way that i do like the time where i give people the opportunity to become christians like i'm not afraid of the um 
you know, stand up or, you know, make be counted, come down the front, um, get some ministry, get people to pray for you, that kind of stuff because of my time there, which had I not been there, I think I would be more likely to do that. Oh, if you want to become a Christian, say a prayer with me and then make sure you tell your leader at the end. And then no mm. one ever tells their leader. Um, and clearly Kick is, you know, doing a similar thing. They're, they're not like come down the front and get prayer, but go out the back and get prayer and there's a, a different thing there. Probably the other thing to say is like uh, that I kind of appreciate about soul is that they're, and not that you're saying this, but they're not, not Bible people. Like, mm. um, and the reason why you can stand up in, on night four of this camp and say, who wants to become a Christian is because they've heard the gospel shared like at seven or oh, six main meetings before the one that we got to, I think. Mm. And then they'd hit, heard it fairly regularly in their, the set, the workshops they went to, um, they'd sung it in the songs. So when you get up and say, do you want to become a Christian? It's not, it's not out of the blue, which yeah. if, if it was just a one night event and someone did that, I'd be like, that's a terrible idea. You, you need to tell people what they're committing to. But, like the fourth day of a five-day conference, you can do it before the talk because they've heard the gospel many yeah, times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's – yeah, so I think it's just – yeah, that's probably my reflection and, and I think the stuff that I want to continue to kind of work on is just that open stance and the listening mm. um, and and probably also trusting that there are other people around who can do that for me and – if there are leaders who suggest, oh, maybe we should be doing this. Um, and I think probably the thing from Karen's interview that we had, like she was a lot more open to whatever's happening in her schedule and making space for mm. whatever's going on than particularly than I am in the way I do my ministry. Anyway, what were your reflections from Kick, Chris? Um, my reflections from Kick were... Like, take your youth away on camps. It's not too hard. I know it's like there's a lot of logistics, but, like, just do it. It's so worth it. And every year, you know, I look forward to it but also kind of drag myself there because it's so, like, just the logistics and all of the, you know, like the sleep deprivation and all the things. But, like, it's so worth it. It is just such a catalyzing moment for relationships, like, um, relationships between the youth, like friendships get forged that are just so much uh, stronger after a few days away than after mm -hmm. like a term or two terms or even a year of youth group. Um, just getting together with lots of other youth is really encouraging. I mean, even for me as an adult, like getting into a room with 2,000 other people all worshiping Jesus, like we had um one of our youth talk about the band at the end of uh at the end of kick and he was like that was like better than any concert i've ever been to and i don't think like the band was great but they weren't like you know <laughs> worthy of that in and of them like that accolade in and of themselves um yeah. unless this guy has had a very you know minimal concert experience in his life but like <laughs> you know i think what he was responding to as well as the proficiency of the band and they were very good and i don't want to take away from them was just 
that element of connecting with God surrounded by other people who are connecting with God, like it's, there's just nothing like it. And so, um, it was like a really great experience for our youth group. Um, we had, um, a bunch of youth either commit or recommit to following Jesus, which is just like super exciting. And it just, it provides those moments that are hard to create at youth group. I don't even mean create. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking like in the weekly rhythm of youth group, it's um, there aren't a lot of peaks and troughs. Like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of you, you're running to a similar rhythm every week and that's good. But then to have this experience that is like um, so much more focused and so much more um, intentional, like not in a manipulative way, but just in a uh, like we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to, um, well, I guess maybe we're not all here for the same reason, but a lot of the people who are there are there to like figure Jesus out. And it's this really like from the front, all the way through, it's like, hey, this weekend's about figuring Jesus out. It's about meeting mm-hmm. Jesus. And so there's this sense of expectation that gets created that is maybe not there to the same degree week to week at youth group. And yeah, I just, I um, was reminded again, like I was not a youth group camp kid growing up. I didn't go on many camps and I, yeah, it wasn't really part of my experience, but as an adult leading youth group, um, it, it really is like one of the best investments you can make in your youth ministry is figuring out a way to get your youth to camp. That's mm. my review. Great. Well, uh, that's what you're talking about beforehand. You're like, go on camp. And then you told your leaders, go to camp. And now you're right. Go to yeah. camp. It's worth it. And and all of our leaders who went to camp, I think, are pretty happy that they went to camp. They're pretty tired this week, but they're also pretty happy that they went to camp. <laughs> um, and I'm deeply like that was another reflection. Actually, I'm just deeply grateful for our team. I'm deeply grateful for. Um, we have this one couple who came to be our camp parents, and um, and the wife of this couple. I mean, there's not a third person. She's (laughs) the wife of the man and they together as just the two of them form this couple. She was away on a school trip overseas for the whole school holidays, came back and the next day came to kick with us. Ah, how good! what a woman. Amazing. Great work. Um, Yeah. So, Tom, since this is our uh, start of term podcast and since we're already uh, almost 20 minutes into it... (laughs) Do we want to talk about what we're doing at youth group this time? Yeah, let's do that. Remember when I called you before we started recording and you were like, we won't have much to talk about this week? <laughs> yeah, we don't. We yeah. don't. But we All still right. can fill some time. Um, to, to what are you doing at youth group this term, Chris? So in the July school holidays, our church and a couple of the other local churches together run this big kids outreach program. And for years we've got our youth group kids to be kind of like junior leaders for the younger ones. And um, so they come along and they either like with, um, you know, a responsible adult or a couple of like older responsible youth will lead a small group. Um, And so 
we are doing that again this year, but someone suggested, hey, what if we got the youth to run through similar teaching content at their level so that by the time they get to leading small groups at the kids' outreach, they like know the stuff really well and they're like really equipped to lead. And I thought that was a great idea. So we're doing it. It is a good idea. Um, And so we are doing kind of a Bible overview, um, which I think will be good because we've got a lot of youth who, um, we've got some youth who know the Bible kind of well, and then we've got lots of others who have arrived recently and it's all still pretty new to them. And so I'm hopeful that this will be a really really helpful thing in its own right. And then um, also, that we'll, uh, yeah, equip those youth to feel really confident in leading the kids at our kids' outreach later on. Another thing that we're doing is uh, after, you know, listeners to season one of this podcast Mm. will know that I've been on a bit of a journey trying to figure out what to do with our small groups. And one thing that we're doing um, this term is we're going to have fixed small groups. We've, like... um, nutted out lists of like who's going to be in which group for the term and we're just going to try and keep that consistent and just see what happens but i'm pretty excited about that i think it could be really good Um, great and i think i i think any of the groups will be fun but i think my group's going to be really fun so that's a nice bonus as well did you pick the best kids for yourself uh there are no best kids, Tom. Yeah, but... We love all of our youth equally. But the first among equals, did you pick them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. You're not going to bait me into playing favorites, Tom. It's not how I roll. Um, what are you doing at Youth Group this term? We, we're we doing a series on sex, money, and power. Although I think the order is mon- power, money, sex. Um, yeah, because I feel like uh, there's... we always told to talk to young people about sex and we haven't done that for a little while at our youth group. So we should, cause it's something that young people think about, but we rarely talk to young people about power and how to use power, where power comes from. And that's something that's very significant in your life, at whatever age you are. And we rarely talk to young people about money and how to use money well. Mm. And so, um, we're going to talk about those three this term, and we'll see how that goes. It's going to be fun. Mm. Yeah. I um, I was no. I'm going to take what I thought of saying and not say it. We're going to edit because I was just thinking about how this was like. Um, for listeners who don't know this, but we're recording late, um, and I was going to ask you a question that was going to lead down a whole other rabbit hole. Um, but <laughs> I want to get to bed at some point. So I'll save my question for another time. Um, speaking of questions, Tom, we do have a question. Great. At our um, Chris and Tom's youth group podcast at gmail.com email address. Did you have anything else to say about youth group this term or will I no. ask you a question? No, ask us, ask us a question. Okay. So this comes from Ed Soden. Um, oh, hey, and he asks, um, so you mentioned that your youth group, Tom, um, have dinner together every second week. Yeah. How do you organize slash pay for that on such a regular basis? Can you ah, hear more about the logistics? Because I like the idea. That's a good question. So 
We have we have youth who come and they bring money every week, five dollars every week for youth group, and that covers. It's meant to cover the stuff that we do, but it doesn't always cover it. Um, and but some weeks we'll have like it covers like the food and the drink and the stuff because we always have snacks. But other weeks we don't have anything in there. Um, so we've got that money that kind of sits there and grows a bit and shrinks a bit. And then we have. I ask the parents at the beginning of every term, I send out the dates and say, oh, this is when we're having dinner. Who would like to volunteer? And I generally have enough parents volunteer. So I've got enough parents this term already volunteered, I think, from just one email. And Great. so that's pretty helpful. And, be, and because we've got like you're cooking for about 25 people, it's normally like re- simple things like uh, tacos, burgers, lasagna like really simple stuff like that and the kids just, we just kind of put it together there the other thing that which we've just started doing is we have there's a woman in the church who has i asked her if she wanted to be a youth leader and she was like i definitely don't want to be a youth leader and i was like you'd be great and she's like no nah. but so i still want to convince her because i still think she'd be great but i did say would you like to come and just be our youth group auntie and come on dinner nights and just come to help serve make sure the food is heated up and served and then pack away, pack the dishwasher and get that all done so that the rest of the leaders can be out doing stuff. And she's yeah, very kindly said she's going to do that. So she comes every dinner week to do that and that frees Amazing. the rest of us up, uh, which is really good. And so I'm really thankful for her as well. So what it means is that I actually don't have a lot that I have to do. And then money-wise, I say to the parents, oh, would you like to get reimbursed? Uh, keep Make sure you keep your receipts. And probably one third of the parents actually do want to be get reimbursed, and so we have the money for it because the kids are bringing money. But also, parents are generally pretty generous in that way. I don't know what your context is like, uh, Ed, in terms of. Um, I mean, I know I know where you are in the world, but I don't know you know how how much money there is around and whether people can afford it afford it. But if you if you can do it, and people are willing to do it then it's, yeah, it's a real blessing for us. It's interesting. We used to do it when we had a smaller youth group, when we had like kind of the 8 to 15 kind of range. We used to have dinner every week. And I thought that was really great. I really enjoyed doing it. But now that we're up to the kind of 25, 30 mark, the logistics have become a lot more difficult because it's harder to ask a parent to cook a meal for 30 kids and it is to mm. ask them to cook a meal for 10 or 15. Um, but also we found that a lot of kids just like were coming having eaten already. Yeah. And so it was really hard to gauge, even if we knew roughly how many youth we were going to get, um, a lot of them were like, yeah, no, I'm not eating. And so it became this, and like, what do they do while everyone else is eating? And so in the end, we just like, then COVID happened and then we never brought it back afterwards. Um, but we do have ice cream every week. And I feel like that is, a great alternative to dinner is to eat ice cream. Together. Even if you've already eaten, you'll still have ice cream. Very few of them say no to ice cream. <laughs> great. There you go. Um, oh, as we um, round the corner towards the end of this podcast, Tom, you remember how um, I had a false start um, sponsorship thing where my <laughs> where the podcast was going to be sponsored by my new book yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I found out that it wasn't actually launch week yeah. and then launch week happened. And then the book wasn't in stock in Australia. Can you get it now? 
Yeah, so this week's podcast is sponsored by my new book, How Can I Feel Closer to God, which is now available in all good bookstores Australia-wide. And by Fantastic. good, I mean Christian. Um, yeah. True Wrong, The Wandering Bookseller, Reformers, Word yeah. Online. Is that it? I don't Some... know about Word Online, but the rest, yeah. Good book <laughs> company it... website. Good book. Um, <laughs> Amazon. Anyway. Great. All, all there. Also, um, if you live in Germany and you want to get a copy of my previous book, Who Am I and Why Do I Matter, in a German language translation, I can't vouch for the accuracy of the translation because I don't speak German, but I'm sure it's great. Um, so <laughs> there you go. There's a little book update for you. Also, we both got promoted at Kick, Tom. Yeah, congratulations. We are like one of the top three books, weren't we? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The I'd first time top three in advertising bottom has been seen on the big screen at Kick, I reckon. And it's all and it thanks to you. Not my actual bottom. No, that would have been inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thanks so, to thanks to Carl at the Wandering Bookseller yeah. for his recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Carl. All um right. on that note. This could we, be an I, almost I don't think exactly we actually, 30 minute podcast. Yeah, we didn't tell people actually what we're doing at Youth Group this week, but we'll just tell them what we did yeah. next week. We're starting those series that we talked about. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but you'll find out what it is. Oh. What we actually did on Friday. I no, can't Wednesday. wait for next oh, week. This know. is good. This is like a cliffhanger. This is how yeah. you keep them coming back. All right. Should I start the music? You talk nonsense for half an hour and then right at the end say, but we'll have content next week. <laughs> Oh, there's the music. It's like I win an Oscar every week and I have to hurry up and finish my speech. Thank you for listening to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast. Um, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next week with content. Bye. Nailed it again. Next week, should I say why I say that every week? Yeah, I'd like to hear that. All right. Well, tune in next week for even more fun surprises. And cut.